So my dear sister Khadijah, come on, give her a hand as she come. We're so blessed to have you. You're awesome. Amen. This is, this is my crazy sister. Everybody needs a crazy sister. Amen. Somebody that's as wild as you. Amen. Praise the Lord. So. Thank you. Love you. Well, let's pray. Well, Father God, I just want to thank you, Lord. Before any word that comes out of our mouth, we want to say your name. We, because it's all about you, Father. And we want to thank you for what you're doing at this present time. That you were said, wherever you are, there is signs and wonders. We believe this is the, the time of signs and wonder. We're not just gathered here just like a bunch of people came to just fellowship. We're here in front of you in your presence, King of all King. God of healing, God of restoration, God of love, grace, and mercies that endures forever. God, thank you for what you're doing right now. You know, um, prophetically, sometimes that's my gift. I move. And I, would you all stand up right now, please, and just lay your hand I believe that God wants to heal you right now. There is a healing in the air. And God, his Holy Spirit is moving upon you, in you, wherever that you need to be healed. He's in the business healing you right now. And just lay your hand, lay your hand wherever that you need healing if it's your heart is broken, your mind is shattered, or physically, if you have any physical condition that you just lay your hand on that area. And we're just going to pray in the name of Jesus Christ that his name is healing and believe by faith that pain will go right now that whatever that is causing you, tor that tormented you, right now, in Jesus' name, go. And whatever that has caused you pain, we say, in Jesus' name, go. And we believe right now, as we call on his name, that you are healed by faith. That is his promise. Amen. God, be glorified today. Be glorified at this hour in whatever we say and whatever we share. It's all about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a seat. Good morning, everyone. Wow. I'm just so honored and privileged. Me and my husband, Muhammad, and Yeshua... You know, here, his name is Muhammad. And how many of you know the false prophet of Islam? His name was what? And do you know, how many of you know, what was his wife's name? His first wife, that was 20 years older than he was. And then he married another gal, nine years old. So look at how he was pretty cool. So... Um, Anyway, his name is Muhammad, and I'm Khadijah. A lot of people a long time ago, they told us that uh, you need to change your name. I said, nope, I'm going to keep it as a testimony. We're the same Muhammad and Khadijah came back, reincarnated on earth, and we say we repent of what we did to the world. So, and now we confess that the true living God, Jesus Christ. So no more Allah. So anyway, but my husband, he said, no, I hate that name, and I want to change it. Of course, out of all the names in the Bible, my beautiful husband, he picked Yeshua. <laughs> He's a man, <laughs> you know, God's name. So, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly challenging him. I said, you need to pick another name. He said, no, nope, I'm going to call myself Yeshua. So anyway, uh, we're so honored and privileged and be here. We thank you all for receiving us this morning. But above all, I want to thank your pastor, amazing Pastor Don and his beautiful bride, Pastor Sue. We want to thank you. God bless you both for giving us this privilege and honor to take over your platform this morning. 
and to be among your amazing uh, church. And, and, and it's so honored to be ama among the God's amazing people. For us, who would have thought uh, 1977 when the, our, that plane landed in Oklahoma City? If I'm having an accent, I'm from Oklahoma. <laughs> so, um, who would have thought when we got off that plane from Iran, which usually uh, we introduce ourselves, we're Persian. And a lot of people say, oh, uh, first of all, some people, they don't, they don't know that Iran and Persia are the same. Name has changed throughout the history. But, some of, but a lot of people think we're afraid to say we're Iranian because of the mindset and all that stereotype of mindset about the Iranian. I mean, how many of you know when as soon as we say Iranian or Iran or Afghani or Pakistan, what comes into your mind, the first thing? Oh, God. You all know that. That's sad. Um, I was hoping somebody said something else. But <laughs> see, terrorists, hate, anger, killing, bloodshed. And this is, folks, this is, we're living our life uh, with this kind of uh, mindset you know, among our nation. And we just want you to know how our people's mind process based on the information they receive and believe in it and they operate in it, okay? And even I remember when I was in college, I graduated from Epic Bible College. My husband graduated from Sac State as a mechanical engineer, but I graduated at the Epic Bible College with my master. I haven't finished my thesis yet, and that's why I haven't been writing any book. <laughs> so I first have to finish my thesis. But um, one of my professors, when they asked us to introduce ourselves, I said, I'm Khadija Barazza the Askeri, and I'm Persian. And he said, oh, you don't want to say I'm Iranian? So you're hiding your identity? I got mad. I was furious. I got out of the class, run to the office, and I said, that professor is racist. She, he, is, uh, he is prejudiced. He just said this to me. And, and I was like, bah. I mean, how many of you know that when you touch somebody's button or wound, that person's, you just, I mean, you probably didn't, I mean, that poor guy, he didn't, I mean, I came to find out he's a missionary, and one of his field, he's ministering to Muslim. So, I mean, how many of us that we know that sometimes when we say things, we don't really mean anything, but just because you touch somebody's wound or button, they go, back, you know. So here, um, and I, uh, uh, so this is, this is uh, what God is doing at this time. God is in a business to put everything back in order. And how many of you know when God wants to put things back in order, how does he do it? He creates a chaos. If there is a chaos in your life, in your marriage, in your home, in your business, and in our nation, folks, I have a good news. God is using it to put everything back in order. Because things when it's back, uh, off the order, chaos takes place. So here, uh, if I ask you a question right now, uh, the question that I want to ask all of you right now, if somebody come and ask you, what is the greatest, the biggest problem of our nation and country is, what is it? What would you answer? Obama? <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if, if, I, if, I, if somebody come to you right now and say, what is the biggest problem of our nation and our country right now? What is your, beside Obama? And, don't, and those they were in the first uh, service, don't answer. Negation? Oh, okay. All right. Huh? We kicked God out. Let's and let Satan in. And who is God? 
God is love, peace, joy. So everything that it's in him. So when we kick him out, man, we're bankrupt. And what did you Okay, so can you put the first slide on? Um, our, when, uh, when we say God, God is truth. And that truth has been revealed to us through his Holy Spirit. So we're not when the country, a nation, or anyone... And his church does not operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. That means we're not operating in the truth. And folks, our problem today in this world, in our nation, all the crises that we are facing, honestly, if you dig into, because there's for every chaos, for every crisis, there is a roots. Okay? If we get to the roots of our problem today, it's what? We're not operating in truth. We're operating in what? In lies. We believe the lies. Lies and lies and lies. That's why marriages fall apart. Because we believed in lies. That's why families falling apart. That's why churches falling apart. That's why our nation is about to be bankrupt. Because we are operating in a bunch of lies. Not Truth. We're living in a time of the history that good is evil and evil is good. We're living in a time of a century and a history that when we speak truth, they said that's a hate language. Whatever we're going to share today, we have been sharing it in many different, at Bayside and a lot of other churches in other cities that we travel and state. And do you know that they were people came on our Facebook and said, that's a hate language. <laughs> I mean, here we are as a former Muslim, when we share the truth about who your enemy is and what Islam is all about, they come and they label us. One person, one pastor actually in Sacramento said, oh, I forgot your name is Khadija. So you're trying to use your name to become famous. Are you serious? And you are a pastor of a church? And, and later on, he deleted me. And he labeled me with so many bad, let's forget about it. Anyway, so here, this is, I, here, and I even actually, one of my comments, I said, wait a minute, are you, you tell me in what, however mm, years that you, how many years that you have been pastoring, have you brought one Muslim to Jesus? One Muslim. And I said, you telling me I'm speaking hate language, and here, our church is packed with Muslims coming to Jesus. And here, we're the one ministering to Muslim. What do you do for Muslim? You're actually sending them to hell by uh, uh, accepting and embracing Islam. You know why? Because our, the problem of our country, of nation, is that... When we talk about truth, the truth is they cannot differentiate between Islam and Muslim. Because they don't know. They just go with all the stereotype of information. When we talk about Islam, we're not talking hate language. We're, speaking, we're literally here to reveal the truth. But because the way we human beings being created... We are, there are three parts in us that operates daily. I mean, our body is our body that, you know, we are uh, moving around with it. But let's go back to that first. We are operating with mainly it's our soul and our spirit in our body. So we are made of soul, spirit, and body, isn't it? So... Here, let's go to that uh, uh, that you just showed. 
Yeah, here. So our soul operates with what? Our soul operates with three areas in us. Our emotion, thoughts, mind, and will. And do you know most of that the, our operation in our lives that we believe either truth or lie, it's by what? Our emotion, thoughts, and then it's, it's the decision final. We make a decision based on emotions and what we think, our mind, isn't it? Which is 99% can be lie. There is no truth in us, folks. There is no truth in our soul. That's why Jesus came to save what? To save our soul. And our soul will not be saved until our spirit meet with whom? The Holy Spirit. So if we do not, if our spirit, which in today's world, we are actually not allowing our spirit to have a covenant with the Holy Spirit. So our spirit, the world spirit, the spirit that right now it's operating, it had a, made a covenant with the, with the prince of the darkness of this world. So that's why when you are making contract with the spirit of this world, not the spirit of God, man, your emotion and your mind and eventually your will is rock and roll, baby. I mean, it's a mess. You're in a mess, and eventually we're all going to be bankrupt. So to our society right now, our nation, the, the, the spirit of our nation, it's not in a contract with the Holy Spirit, but with the world. So that's why with the truth, we're not operating in truth. Isn't it? It's our choice. Today, it's, you're sitting here, it's your choice. You're either going to choose to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, which that's why many churches, not you guys, you are all holy. You're all filled with the Holy Ghost. But I boldly and, and courageously, I stand here in the power of the Holy Spirit. Folks, church in America is giant sleeping giant. It's, most of the churches are dead. So if the church is truly operating in the power of the Holy Spirit, folks, I say boldly, we should not be having this kind of crisis in our country. The reason that our country is falling apart, the reason we are in such a great catastrophe, and I hate to say there are more catastrophes are yet to come if we don't wake up, if we do not operate in the spirit of truth. We can be, everything's going to be cool. We're American. We're America. Isn't that, uh, Germ uh, this is happened to uh, Jeremiah's time. Then Jeremiah went and told the nation of Israel, said, hey, wake up. The Babylonians are here. They're about to take our land. What did they do to him? They spit on him, throw him in the pit, and said, that's a hate language. And folks, when we speak the truth in today's world, we're actually, we're the Jeremiah of today's world. That we are not well received. So, but you know what? Jeremiah keep on saying the truth and keep went on till, well, the nation of Israel end up being in a captivity until God sent Persian king, King Cyrus, to set them free. But do we really want to be in a captivity for 70 years? Well, then, honey, please wake up. So, anyway, so our soul believes by inner impact. Our spirit believes by the Holy Spirit. Body believes by other impact, the impact from outside. So, the truth is where? The truth, it's in the Word of God and His Spirit. So, before I get to go any further with my presentation... But I just want to, before I invite my sister to come here, I was about to say, who would have thought when we landed in Oklahoma City in 1977 as a former Muslim that I would have someday be standing on this amazing platform of God's church is speaking to all of you as a daughter of God 
his anointed one, as somebody that now found my identity in Christ. Who would have thought that I can courageously, as a lost, shattered woman that came, left Iran, 1977, didn't even have a clue who I am. But one of the main reasons God brought me out here, according to his promise in Jeremiah 49, that he says, I'm going to scatter the nation of Iran. And in the Bible, the old ancient name is Elam. And said, I will scatter them all over the world, and they will come to know me. And then I'll make my army and send them back in Iran. And I establish my kingdom in Iran. Based on that promise and the fulfillment of his promises, and we are standing on those promises today and fighting for those promises. So that's why today as you are looking at me, my husband and my sister, that is right there. It's a total confirmation of who God, God is. God is a living God that he loves us. And when, when I came to the United States, I was in the crisis of my identity, so I was taken to a group that were communists. Communism was growing at the time in Iran. So they introduced the doctrine of Marxism to me. So I love that doctrine. I, I thought I found myself in that doctrine, which it was about one class society and equality between men and women. That's all I needed to know. And I said, okay, I'm in. Seven years radically I practiced that doctrine. Seven years of, uh, I was operating with that uh, 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 a group, a communist group, until 1983, God comes. He himself personally, intimately come into my dream, introduces himself to me without knowing who Jesus is. And through and a beautiful American family, I was taken to their church, got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and in the spirit of truth, I came to know who my God is. I came to know the truth about my God, truth about myself, and truth about my enemy. If you want to know the entire, in detail, my testimony, because sake of time, I cannot share it right now, but you can go to our website, www.ibministry.com. You can find my testimony. Uh, uh, and listen to the entire of my testimony, how that whole uh, journey took place. But since 1983, after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, my life, I began my new journey, and that's where I am today. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to invite my sister Nilu to come on the platform and share her testimony, and then I will continue my presentation. So hopefully I will finish on time. <laughs> I asked her to bring her instrument with her. Uh, uh, we didn't play it this morning at the first service, but she's going to play it for you guys. So. You guys feel just a little bit extra special right now. Shalom to everyone. Hello to everyone. I will tell you, if I don't know anything, just like you saw me, I came back to you. I could not say even one word to you, but just looking at me, that just explains it all. Can you please uh, show that pic of me and my sister, please? Put it on a... Uh, okay, folks, the middle picture, that's me holding her. Back in Iran. Right there, look at that picture. And on that side, it's her when she was in Islamic movement. And then on the, uh, this side, it's Nilu in Christ. So, but... That day, in Iran, south of Iran, Ahvaz, holding my baby sister, who would have thought that we both will be here standing today and talking about the glorious, amazing, majestic God, Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that just tell you right here 
that who our God is? How amazing, just like the worship team. You guys have a, I'm jealous. You have a powerful worship team in here. Amazing grace. Amazing God. Because of his grace and because of his love. Look it. Where were that in that picture where we were first and now where we are today? Isn't that just tell you today who our God is? Amen. Amen. As the worship team, they were singing, I was blind and now I can see. I was lo- lost, but I am found today. من توی خانواده خیلی اسلامی به دنیا اومدم بزرگ شدم. I was born in a very fundamental Islamic family. از بچگی با صدای قرآن پدرم چون پدرم در تمام برنامه اسلامی بود. Since I was a little kid, little baby, I grew up uh, with hearing my father reciting all the Islamic songs and, and prayers because uh, he was very involved in mosque. But I was 16 years old when radically I joined the Islamic movement like a group, like a Hezbollah. Uh, I joined them when I was 16 after the Islamic revolution took place in Iran. For 24 years, I was radically involved in, that, in those groups until when I was 40 years old. تمام تلاش و زندگیم رو گذاشتم برای اینکه زن خدا باشم. I gave my whole entire life and heart and being to be the woman of that God. I tried with all my heart to practice all the Islamic law according to Islam. There are certain rules in Islam for women. باید بدنش کامل پوشیده باشه. Women must be covered from head to toe. نباید هیچ نوع تماس رابطه با مرد نامحرم داشته باشه. Women are not allowed to be in contact physically with even shaking hand with men. و بعد از خدا تمام اختیارات یک زن در گروه یک مرد. After God, all his life, I mean, women after God, uh, Islam. All her life is under the authority of men or in, his, in her life. When I was living with my parents, I was under the authority of my father and my brothers. And after I got married, now I'm under the authority of my husband. اگر شوهر تو یا پدر تو اجازه هیچ کاری یا چیزی رو به تو نده تو اجازه و اختیار هیچ چیزی رو نداری. If your father, brother or husband do not allow you to have any to do things that you like to do, then you have not right to do it. که اونا حتی حق کشتن تو رو دارن. And they even have right if you do not obey and they even have right to kill you. میتونی کتک بخوری. They will beat you. Or they will abandon you and, and keep you in a room, say you are stay in that room, you cannot get out. They can make all kinds of decisions for your life and you have no right to oppose to it. در تمام این سالها تمام زندگی من به اسم خدا از من گرفته شد. All these years that I practice Islam, all my life and rights was taken away from me. و طبق قوانین شریعت و اسلام هرچی من بیشتر به این احکام عمل می کردم هر روز خودم رو گناهکارتر می دیدم. But it didn't matter how hard I was trying to please Allah, this God of Islam, and how hard I was trying to practice this Islamic law, I, was, I felt guilt and shame and felt I'm not good enough, and I was always under condemnation. در سال 1999 پاسر خدیجه به ایران اومد. It was 1999 that Pastor Khadija came to Iran. و کتاب مقدس رو به همه داد به منم داد. She was passing the Bible to a lot of people and also she gave me one. و من شروع کردم به خوندن کتاب تنها به این دلیل که 
با خوندن کتاب مقدس و کتاب های بیشتر اسلامی مطالعه کنم که دفعه بعد که خدیجه میاد بهش بگم که شما اشتباه میگین و اسلام درسته. I start reading the Bible not because I want to believe in it. I said I'm going to read the Bible really deeply and do my research by doing also my research on more on Quran. So when next time Khadija come back, I'm going to prove her that her Bible is wrong and my Quran is right. But we all know the word of God did its work. When I was doing my study, when I was studying the word of God, there was inside of me, I kept saying, you know what? This is the truth. But I couldn't really fully receive it. حتی شوهر قبلی من متوجه شده بود و میگفتش که تو عوض شدی تو دیگه اون نیلوفر قدیم نیستی Even my husband noticed the changes in me said you're not the same anymore چون که وقتی باش بحثی میشد چیزی میخواست منو به قول معروف تنبیه بیشتر محدود کنه میگفتم این اگه از خداست من اینو قبول ندارم Especially times that he wants to control me and he wants to limit my freedom I start screaming at him for the first time said if that's what Islam says I don't believe in it anymore in jang hay darun man edame dasht ta 7 sal ta sal 2006 well for 7 years i went through spiritual warfare until 2006 when khadija came back to iran hal ruye man roz be roz badtar mishod my psychological uh, state was getting worse and worse and worse. My marriage was a mess. My other aspects of my life was all falling down and I was in a deepest pit of my life. تا جایی که 2003 یا 2004 بود که مخصوص تحت نظر پزشک بودم و دارو می‌خوردم برای افسردگی شدید. It was about 2003-2004 that I went under the severe watch of the doctors. They were watching over me and putting me under a severe medication to control my psychological state. بارا تصمیم خودکشی گرفته بودم که سال 2006 دست به این کار زدم. There were so many times that I attempted to kill myself until the last one was in 2006. The last one that she attempted to kill herself, I was in Iran and, and I, I was there with her when she did it. Uh, and not with her. I got a call that Nilu cut her wrist. And she was in the bathroom. Blood was everywhere. I we rushed her to the hospital, but by God's grace, she didn't die. And that was the moment that I surrendered my life to God and my heart to Messiah. In that moment, it was my Kairos moment. It was my the moment that I finally came that I had to make my ultimate decision, and my decision it was to give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. زندگی من به تاریکی و سیاهی همین چادریه که سرمه. My life was as darkest of this chador, this covering called chador. It was as this dark. ولی نور خدا اومد تو زندگی من. But the light of the Lord shined upon my life. اون جای خدایی که به من میگفت تو هیچی نیستی، هیچ ارزشی نداری، خدای جدید من به من مقام بالایی داد. The old God, Allah. was telling me that I am nobody and I have no value. But the new God, my living God, that came into my life, told me who I am. I am the daughter of Most High God. I am his princess. I am his bride. همینجور که ایلازر مرده رو دو هزار سال پیش زنده کرد، من مرده رو هم بار دیگه حیات و زندگی داد. Just like when Jesus raised Lazarus from dead, I was his Lazarus. And he raised me just like Lazarus to come to life. I always say until the last day I live my life, I will give everything that I have, I will give it to him, and, and I 
owe my life to him. I know he gave me this life that I have today. Because I know where was I and where I am today. God's word, it's the word the, his word is truth and it's real. This truth been taken away from our people and from many people are in a captivity of Islam. This truth been taken away from them. For in, 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 in our country that I came from in Iran, if you, were, if you were holding a Bible, you will end up in prison for many, many years with torture. Right now, as we're speaking right now, there are hundreds and hundreds of people being executed out in the street. According, right now, in Iran, is still, according to, based on Islamic law, women are being stoned right now. شما در جنوب کشور من که مخصوص یه قسمتی از عرب ها هستن شما حتی توی خیابون بعضی روزها میتونین سر زنا و دخترها رو ببینین به خاطر اینکه برادر یا پدرشون رو کشته به خاطر خیانت you, uh, you can still in Iran in the south of Iran which is we're neighbor with Arab countries you can still go in the street and in the street you can see the head been cut beheaded of the daughter or a wife by a, a husband or, or, or a father. Out in the street, you can see their head, it's being cut off, and, and it's out in the street right now. In, the, in this same street, I used to march with the Hezbollah group and I would say death to America and death to Israel. When as, as a Muslim, I, what really touched deeply my heart, it was the love of Christ. For Muslim, the only thing that touches the Muslim's heart is the love of Jesus. در اسلام میگه با دوستانتون خوبی کنین با دشمنانتون رو نابود کنین ولی در عیسی مسیح گفت دشمنتون محبت کن In Islam says love your friend and hate your enemy but Jesus says love your enemy and pray for them و اگر امروز من نجات پیدا کردم به خاطر اینه که روزی یک نفر پیام انجیل رو به من داد If I walking in the salvation of Christ and I'm walking in freedom because somebody came and gave me the gospel of Christ, gave me the Bible. And because of the power of the living God that it's in me today, I am operating in His love that no longer I wish curse on nations, but I'm standing here in his spirit, in his power. I will say, I love you all. I love my American family, and I love all nations. As, thanks God. From 1999 until 2006, it took about seven years for me to come to know the truth. So if you are evangelizing to a certain people, please don't lose hope and be patient. Keep on sowing seeds and don't give up and don't lose hope because he will eventually, he's, he's the one watering it and in his time, you will reap the harvest. Amen. I have also have a testimony, a small testimony about this instrument that we call it DAF. 
when I was a Muslim, I started going to classes, taking classes to learn how to play this daf. Because Islam, the, one of the instruments allows people to, to play, it's this, and they will use it in their Islamic ritual ceremony. ولی زمانی که من اینو یاد گرفتم با اینکه سالها گذشت ولی یک بار من از این ساز استفاده نکردم در هیچ جایی برای اسلام در ایران. But the interesting part was I learned it but not even once I used it in the Islamic ceremonies or Islamic uh, gathering. تا زمانی که من اینجا اومدم و در کلیسای خدا برای ورشیپ اون استفاده شد. Until I came to United States, I left Iran and came to United States and that was the first time I used it in God's church to worship him. چون خداوند از اون زمان همه چیز رو میدونست و همه چیز رو داشت نقشه هاش رو برای من داشت. So even then when I was going to learn how to play it, God had a plan for me. So then he will use it for his glory, for his kingdom. اگر فکر میکنین با دیدن من به عنوان یک انسان که ارزشش رو دارم که نجات پیدا کردم یا به عنوان یک نفری که اگر اون چادر منو دیدین اینقدر مثلا سخت ایمان آوردنش بدونین نزد خدا همه چیز ممکنه. So if somebody like me that was lost in uh, Islam and, and I was totally blinded, if I can be standing here in his light, in his power and knowing the truth, so isn't, that tells us that our God is a God of impossible, that everything is possible in him. So I, I thank God for his timing. یه سرودی هست که انگلیسیش هم هست دوست دارم با این دفعه امروز با خرم خدیجه بخونم. Um, the, there is a song that we said this is the day this is the day that the Lord has made and you all know it huh? but we sing it in Farsi. So we she's going to sing that song so if you all want to join us you can sing it in English but we're singing it in Farsi. Okay? این از روزی این از روزی که خداوند ساخت که خداوند ساخت شادی کنیم شادی کنیم مجسمه این از روزی که خداوند ساخت شادی کنیم و وجنماییم این از روزی این از روزی که خداوند ساخت که خداوند ساخت شادی کنیم شادی کنیم و وجنماییم و وجنماییم این از روزی که خداوند ساخت این از روزی که خداوند ساخت شادی کنیم شادی کنیم و وجنماییم ما وجنماییم Let's sing it in English In This is the day This is the day That the Lord has made Lord has made We will rejoice, we will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. The day in Asruzi. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to go back to our beginning of our... God help me. I think we're done with our time, isn't it? <laughs> Five minutes? Okay. Okay, we, uh, let's go to the, our next slides real quick. Here. 
This is the problem, folks. The Advanced Performance Institute has just completed a study of 1,000 people that finds more than one-third are so reluctant to discover the truth that they actively... That's the problem. So, folks, the, our defining moment is when? When is your defining moment in your life? When you find truth, which is in Jesus Christ. Amen? So what is the truth? Let's go next. Um, as we talked about this. So here, the, uh, Romans, uh, Romans 1.25 says, Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. So here, why the Muslims today are operating folks in that kind of behavior? Our problem, is it really, truly as terrorists? Is that our problem? Our problem are ISIS? Really? Iranian? Afghani? What is our problem? Because of the spirit. And these people, ISIS, they actually need our, our prayers. Because these people, if you go take their mask off, they're a bunch of innocent kids. They've been brainwashed since they were little kids. Like my sister, she just told you how brainwashed she was. And she operated in that spirit and to the point that she was about to kill herself. When I was in Iran, do you know who turned me in? My other sister. She called the government and she said, you need to get rid of this woman that she is a threat to Islam. This is my blood sister, my other sister. And when I went to her home and told her, why, why do you want me dead? She opened up her Quran. She is reading her Quran. And that's what the Quran says. Muhammad said, uh, forget about the name. Uh, Muhammad said, I have been ordered to fight the people, kafirs. Kafirs means unbelievers, means blasphemers, kafirs. Uh, Till they say, la ilaha illallah, which means none has the right to be worshipped but Allah. And whoever said, la ilaha illallah, there is no other God but Allah, will save his property and life from me. See, that's, they, they believe this is the truth. They believe that's the truth. That's why when ISIS or a man that kills and cut their wife's or a daughter's head, they believe that is the truth. They be really proud of it. They rejoice in it. It's not them. It's the spirit that is operating in them. They're possessed with the spirit that they're killing and they're rejoicing in it because they think they're going to go to heaven with this. They think they're pleasing their God, Allah. They're doing what their God is telling them to do, folks. That is the problem. That's why for us to reach out to Muslim, you must know Islam. You must know where is our problem. Our problem is that we're not speaking hate language. A lot of people say that you're speaking hate language. For cry out loud, this is not a hate language. We're trying to bring awakening and awareness how to love Muslim and how to fight Islam. And here, we are living in a time in our country that is so disastrous that Islam is already in our White House. It's in our system. And they are about to pass Sharia law, and I'm like about to get out there and scream at our nation, what is your problem? How could you allow this kind of law to be practiced in our nation? And you're negotiating it? You're taking vote for this? Are you serious? So let's go to the next slide. Uh, so for us to come and to know, what to, the, if we're looking for revival, revival comes by revelation, revolution, restoration, which the, uh, like Moses, he had to have the revelation. In a time of revelation, that's the time that there are three truths that you will come to receive. What? The, uh, let's go to the next. The truth about God, the truth about self, the truth about enemy. Most of us maybe know about, you know, you probably walk around your Bible, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, and I went to church, wow, what a worship we had, and hallelujah, 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 and you know who you are until you go home and you ripping your husband in thousand pieces. 
or you are turning around against your church, gossiping about your pastors, about members. You know why? Because we may know who God is, and somehow you know about your, but you don't know who your enemy is. That's we're fighting a wrong fight. That is the wrong fight. So for us to come to know, to, to, to have walk in the full revelation, you must know the truth. The truth about God, self, but more than that, about who your enemy is. And if you do not operate in these in three areas, then, and, and let me, just like my sister said, as soon as the truth comes, what happened? Chaos. Revolution. Your life being revolutionized, just like our country is going through revolution. You know why? Because we're trying to find the truth. So, and just like when Israelite with Moses, and then after that, the restoration comes because God promised. So we see this is the truth about our enemy. So let's go to the 9-11. A lot of people, we have no idea. And, and actually that same spirit uh, gained more power. It became more powerful in our country. Why? Because our nation don't know who their enemy is. Our nation didn't get it. So here, this is Quran 98.6. Verily, those who disbelieve in the religion of Islam, the Quran and Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, from among the people of the scripture, Jews and Christians, and all whatever, will abide in the fire of hell. Hello? According to Quran, we're all abiding in hell, okay? And then, well, I, 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 I speak against it in Jesus' name. I cast it out. They are, they are the worst of creatures. You are, according to Quran, Allah, and Muhammad, you are the worst creatures. That's what he thinks. And that's how the Muslim being brainwashed. A lot of people says, oh, you know, Khadijah, I don't believe that because I have a lot of beautiful friends. They're Muslim. Oh, really? You telling me? I already know that. I have many, our church is packed with Muslim, and, and we have thousands of Muslim friends. But folks, if you have a beautiful, nice, good-looking, sweet Muslim, your friend, they're really not practicing Islam. They're not followers of Islam. The true follower of Islam, those they are truly practicing Islam, the true Islam that which our president gets behind the mic and says, ISIS are not Islam. A lot of people says, oh, this was terrorist. It has nothing to do. That is a lie. That is a lie that we believe. No, this is true Islam. Don't we have Christians that truly are, excuse me, I'm spitting all over. I'm sorry. Um, uh, they are, we have true Christians and we have so-called Christian, isn't it? So with all belief system, always that's how it uh, takes place that some truly follow what they believe. Some, they just call themselves Christians, Muslims, or whatever. So here it says, they are the worst creature. And then Quran 551, all you who have believed, do not take the Jews and the Christian as allies. They are, in fact, allies of one another. Next one, here with the ISIS, why they're killing because in the Quran says, fight against those who believe not in Allah, nor in the last day, nor forbid that which has been forbidden by Allah and, and his messenger. And those who acknowledge not the religion of truth, which is Islam, among the people of the scripture, Jews and Christians, until they pay the jizya, that's another Sharia law, uh, with willing submission, Islam means submission, and feel themselves subdued. Next to this. So do you see why they're doing this? Because they're doing it. Uh, they've been commanded by Allah. Poor guy. Uh, not, uh, Quran again says, Oh you, uh, oh yay, whatever, who believe, fight those of these believers who are near to you. Uh, and let them find harshness in you. And know that Allah is with those who keep their duty unto him. And these Muslims that you just saw, the pictures that I just showed you, these are the Muslims are here. They are here right now. Okay? So we're going to go to the next slide. So here, our battle is with who? Ephesians 6.12 says, who is your enemy? Who, who you're fighting with? 
Are we fighting with the flesh and blood? No. Our battle is what? With the spirit of darkness and a principality, the forces that is coming against us. And if our nation will not come and operate in the truth, we are doomed, folks. We're going to experience the same history that the Israelite did in a time of Jeremiah. I hate to say this, but that's the truth. We're going to go to the next slide. So here, um, it, you know, folks, it doesn't matter what uh, ICE is doing and, and what other people are doing. Or even if we as a nation, we're not really doing what we are called to do. But you know, God is in a business fulfilling his promises. There are millions and millions of Muslims coming to Jesus. And, and we have some that we are baptizing every year. This is the, some of the pics of our baptism according to the promise of God in Jeremiah 49, 38, 39. He said, I will establish my kingdom in Iran. There are millions of Iranian coming to Jesus through dreams, through other revelation. And we have some of them. This is where we baptize them. This is our baptism. So next slide. And then um, this is the promise of God in Jeremiah. And then next slide. So these are three promises that God is in a business to fulfill. Jeremiah 49 upon Iran. Next one is Isaiah 19, 23, 25. God promised. This is the picture of me, Iranian. Khalideh is uh, from Palestine. He, she's also a former Muslim. She has an amazing testimony. And Rabbi Josh is a Jew. Jew and the Gentiles. That is the picture of heaven. That is a picture of God's heart. That's what God, and how in the world, Palestinian, Iranian, and the Jew hugging each other, how? By the spirit of truth, by the spirit of our living God. That's the folks, if you are seeking peace on earth, the only way the peace will be established when the church rises up in the power of truth and the power of God and the power of his love, come together and unite and, and fight against the spirit, not blood and flesh. And that God promised that I will make a highway between Assyrian, Egyptians, and the Jew to worship me. Next promise is Romans 11, 23, 25, 25, 26. He says, when the Gentiles like me, my sister, and all of us will come to know Jesus, and then eventually there's what? Because God wants to, he said, business to restore his Israel. So the restoration will come to Israel. So we see God is fulfilling his promises. But do you want to be part of this fulfillment? If you want to be part of the, to this fulfillment, we're going to go to the next slice. Then there are three urgency. There is any time God wants to fulfill his promises, there is a cost to it. And you don't, this cost is not for you to go, uh, 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 you know, empty your bank. Okay? This is only for you to know the truth and speak the truth and what? And fight for that. That's all you have to do. Next slide. So here, what we do for this purpose, this is the call of our church. We have a three-folds ministry. The first fold, we minister to Muslim. We take the gospel to the, to the Muslim people until they come to know Jesus and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The, the second fold of our ministry is to expose Islam. And we go to churches. We go to any opportunity that we have to educate our church and bring awakening and awareness about Islam. And then uh, the third uh, fold of our ministry is to share the call of God. The call of God is to gather in unity and rise up, just like what Jehoshaphat did. When two armies came against Jehoshaphat, what did he do? Did he go with the machine gun? What did David did with Goliath? He went fight the Goliath. Jehoshaphat won the battle with two armies to do what? Gathering his army to fast and pray in unity. And what happened? The two armies were all destroyed without not one man was killed from Jehoshaphat's army. And this is what we call. We are called to rise up, come together, united. That's why we have every third Saturday we're on Mount Hazel. 
that that's a long story that if I want to share why we gathered there that God has showed me 12 years ago where he's going to build his church. And so we gather on that Mount Hazel and, and on third Saturday to pray for Middle East, we call it pray for me. And then also we have a prayer rally every 9-11. We don't want to forget about 9-11. The enemy wants, but not because, you know, we're trying to bring back the bad memory. It's about the spirit that it's at work, and it's been gaining power. We need to rise up. We need to say, you have no control over our nation. So next slide. And so that's why on September 10, as your pastor and our amazing pastor said, that's why we are calling God's church. We want this rally to be regional. It's not Khadijah's rally. It's not Inspired Breakthrough rally. This is our rally. We're in this together. Folks, if you love Muslim, and if you love your country, if you love America, I, I will die for America. I love this country. This is where I, I was 21 years old when I came here. And that's where I found Jesus, and that's where I found you. I love this land. And I hate to see this spirit is trying to destroy this nation. I hate to see it. And I am begging you to rise up in the spirit of truth and come in a unity and fight this spirit. Let this spirit know that he has no power over our nation, that he cannot win us. God always win and we will win with him in his power, in his name. We are a winner. We're an overcomer. We're standing in his victory and we shout the victory of our nation. Amen. Amen. Good stuff, huh? Amen. Hallelujah. Now you can tell all your friends what they missed this morning. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm going to ask you to do some. I'm going to ask you to consider preparing an offering and uh, to give. We'd like to help them with the prayer rally coming up in September. So if you'd like to be a part of that, raise your hands. The ushers are uh, giving an offering envelope. And while you're getting that, let me just encourage you. Uh, the biggest detriment is ignorance that we have. And today you can only be ignorant. You know, there's, I've said it before. There's two ways to be ignorant. One, just that you've never been taught, you just don't know by, you know, lack of knowledge. The second way is by declining to know. And the graphic she showed of the person in their head in the sand, that's it. That's, that, that's ignorance by inclination. I, I, I just incline not to know. And so today, there's so many ways that you can be informed. And I don't know if, if, if you have a... Uh, uh, a tablet or anything like that, or you can go online and you can get a, uh, if you just make, if you're making a check, make it out to the church, we'll make one out to um, Inspired Breakthrough Ministries and that. Um, but there's a, uh, I, I like to read. I've read the Koran. I've studied it. I, in my notes, I have a whole breakdown. I've copied and uh, everything there that's in the Koran about the birth of Christ, about, uh, there's a lot written in there. It, it, you can't, communicate with people if you don't study. Years ago when I had the Mormons come and witness, and, and, and so after witnessing to people, Jehovah Witnesses and others who have come to my door, I want to know what they know. I can't have an intelligent conversation with people when I don't even give enough credit to take some time to figure out what they know. Amen? So I want to know what they know. So I've studied other religions. I've studied other faiths in that. And uh, I've read the Book of Mormon and doing that. So you, you, it doesn't hurt you to read. It doesn't hurt you to be informed. And especially when you speak. When the, you want to be able to speak with intelligence and with an informed opinion. Amen? And so I'll just give you this. There. If, if you have a Kindle, I, I ordered this, and, and it's super easy, but it is. Uh, th this is by Robert Spencer. It's called The Politically Incorrect Guide to Islam and the Crusades. And so it's a very well-written book of just information about what happened, the establishment of uh, uh, Islam. We hear it said, our own president said that Christians in the Crusades did worse than what Islamists have done. And so there's all these things that are being put. There's all thing, kinds of things that are being said. But if you don't read history, you don't know. And then you receive self-condemnation and all that. So it's so important. One reason for having Kadisha and Nilu come today is that it's important that the church hears the truth. 
Amen. You just need to know. So I'm saying there's things out there. If you want to know, you, you can let me know and I'll tell you who this is later and that and you can get it. But there's I have a uh, I love the Kindle part. You can get books on there and go through it. So it's great things you can get that way. Sometimes there's even free books on there you can get that are information. You can download copies of the Koran. I have that on there. Different things you can get just for your own personal study. But if we're not informed, we're just giving the enemy advantage over our own lives. It's just like uh, with laws that are being passed, bills that are being passed. If we don't study, we're, we're our own enemy. Amen? And so please do yourself the benefit of studying, taking some time to read, be informed, and that so you can have at least an intelligent conversation with people. Amen? And then know where you stand. Praise the Lord. Father, I thank you this morning. Lord, we thank you for Khadijah and Nilu. Father, we thank you for your amazing grace that has been at work in their lives. We thank you for their powerful testimony, Father, that you are able to reach into darkness and bring light. Father, And we pray for our brothers and sisters. Father, we pray for those who have been held in darkness. Lord, we pray for those who even right now, as Nilu said, who are being martyred and killed for their faith, for standing, for truth. They're being put to death. We pray for them, Father. We pray your, that, that, that you would be with them. You would give them your strength, your peace, and your comfort. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would move in their lives. Father, we pray that you would move in these countries. We pray for the 1040 window, Father, our Arab nations, Lord. We pray that you would move in these regions. Thank you for raising up men and women as missionaries who are boldly going and bringing the gospel. Father, we thank you that when you your word comes as Nilo's testimony showed us today that your word is sharper and quicker than and than any two-edged sword that it does divide asunder soul and spirit and joints and marrow and reveals the thoughts and the intents of the heart that Lord as she was reading your word your truth began to be revealed to her father we pray that more Muslims will get their hands on the gospel and get their hands on Bibles and just by reading it their eyes will be open the scales will fall their eyes of their understanding will be enlightened and father they'll come to know the truth they'll take a stand and then father we pray for their safety that as they come to faith as they come to Christ father that you would protect them and preserve them and Lord that they would influence others and so we thank you today father that you would allow us to be in partnership we agree that we will pray one for another we'll stand with one another we'll stand for the truth we'll speak the truth and we will fight for the truth in Jesus name everybody said amen, amen. praise the Lord yes ma'am yeah come here I'm on the board of Pray California with your amazing uh, Marielle, and she is um, uh, going to be part of our prayer rally. I don't know if any of you play shofar, but if you please come and join her and, and start our prayer rally with shofar and, uh, and your prayers. So we totally encourage you, and we love to see you all joining us. Amen. So thank you, Marielle. You're amazing. Amen. Yes, you are. <laughs> Amen. September 10th, Mount Hazel, and we'll have the information next week in the bulletin. And so Saturday morning, come out and be a part of it with us. Going to be a great weekend. You can come Friday night, and we'll celebrate with our Anglican friend. Saturday morning, we can go and pray for the Middle East. Amen. Pray together. Hey, we love you. Have a blessed, blessed afternoon. And Tuesday night, we'll see you. God bless you. We love you. Amen.